and we are live and we're back guys i want to first start this entire thing off by thanking you guys for listening reviewing it's been unbelievable the amount of reviews and everything that's been going on as far as podcasting um i am improving so i got this new mic i am listening to you guys because i saw on the last one people were like hey the acoustics in your room aren't the best listen i fully agree the room that I'm in right now, I just bought a new rug. If you're visually watching on YouTube, subscribe, Tay Talks. Um, then, oh, you probably actually still can't see it um, because you can't see the bottom half. But I bought a new rug. There's a new rug on the bottom um, to hopefully absorb some of the sound that's coming from the room. Um, but again, I am working on getting some padding for the windows and stuff to make it a little more better. But one big thing I did do was my mic was actually recording in mono and not stereo. And that was a really, really, really annoying thing for people that were listening to headphones because I was only coming out of one sound. But now you got me on both ends, baby. And that's me trying to be funny. And, uh, happy Wednesday. That's, uh, basically... What the upgrade was this week for that, I'm currently buying a new camera. I've been talking, asking a few people in the industry. I've heard that the Black Magic is a good camera that I should be buying. But um, listen, so I have a guest lined up coming on for next week, and we're going to be talking about this guy who started a construction company here locally in the area. Um, and honestly, you guys are really going to want to listen to that one, as well as this one, um, because... Kind of like where I started with this, thanking you guys for listening to the podcast and everything. This has been unbelievable. The reviews that you guys are leaving on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Google Play, all those places, those help the podcast and like me so much. And I want to thank every single person who's taken the time to actually give a review on those platforms. So thank you. And if you have not yet, give a review. An honest review, you know, one to five stars. I appreciate it. Write a little something nice. That stuff helps so much. And I honestly, I feel like with the podcast, or maybe with you guys listening or watching, it's kind of like growing as a community. And I like it because the openness. And I've been getting a lot of messages back being like, hey, man, like I actually really connected with what you fucking said last time on this. And I think that's the cool thing about it is that it's not so much Ken White construction or just construction and stuff. It's more kind of everyday fucking life. And it's just me, 24-year-old fucking Taylor, going on, talking about life, stuff that's going on, growing the business, you know, being online. And uh, that's sort of the things that I want to talk about today is kind of be an open book and talk to you guys about some of the stuff that's going on in my life. Talk about some of the YouTube stuff that's been going on recently, growing on YouTube. If you have some uh, questions about YouTube, that sort of stuff, uh, hopefully I can answer those that stuff a little more in detail. Um, not so much like SEO type stuff, but as terms of like, you know, so many people reach out and are like, hey, like, how did you just upload and just kind of starting and going from there. So that's one of the main things that I want to do. But before anything, I have been doing something super, super fucking extreme. And that has been the carnivore diet. I've been only eating meat and eggs. So carnivore diet to start this off in the best spot. So Full disclosure, I am obsessed with Joe Rogan's podcast, and I listened to the one where he said he did a carnivore diet, 
And I was like, hmm, we got Con Expo coming up, which is, you know, one of the world's largest construction shows going on in Vegas. Um, that's coming up in less than a month now. But I was like, okay, I'm a month out. I want to really like dial down, lose a bunch of unneeded fat that was on my body at the time just from poor eating habits and stuff like that. And I was like, all right, let's do this. So I'm aware that a carnivore diet is not sustainable. You would not believe the amount of fucking people, including my own mother. That's like, it's, it's not healthy. It's not sustainable. It's, I know that. I understand that. Um, but what I do want to talk about is how I'm feeling on it and what I've been noticing. So... Essentially, at the very start for three days, I was eating literally only meat and only red meat, um, which I was like getting really sick of. And then I was like, okay, like maybe I should, you know, typical me, I just dove headfirst into it one day and just literally started (laughs) with no fucking research or anything. I just was like, okay, I went home to my girlfriend. I was like, all right, so I'm just going to be eating meat. And she was like, okay, well, who's going to pay for that? (laughs) And that's one aspect to it that I'll get into too. It is expensive. But for the first three days, I was eating only red meat, and I was like, man, this sucks. This is really freaking hard, which is one of the main things of it is mental, the mental stress, the discipline, the focus that this takes, which is actually one of the big things I'm taking away from the diet. But I realized after three days, oh, shit, you can eat animal products, so like eggs and stuff, which is, well, not eggs and stuff, eggs. Um, so that for me was like a saving grace, and I remember the first night that I had some uh, my girlfriend cooked me up a thing of scrambled eggs and it was like, I was eating the most amazing. It's like I was eating a double Big Mac at 3am after a big night out at the bar. I was just devouring that shit. I was like, just getting it into my belly. It was, (laughs) it sounded just like that. It was so fucking good. Um, so that made the diet right there a lot, a lot easier to maintain and a lot easier for myself to understand where I'm sitting at and where I kind of want to go with the diet. And like I said, it made it so much easier. And honestly, I'm on day six of it now. No, seven. No, I've been doing it over that a week, eight days. So I'm on day eight. Um, Now I don't weigh myself ever. I'm not a believer in that. I'm weird like that. Um, I just judge myself based on what I look like in the mirror uh, and how many rolls I got going on in the belly. Um, (laughs) That's normally my gauge. It's like, okay, you got one little one at the bottom. Okay, cool, cool. But then when you start getting two or three, it's like, all right there, all right there, chubby cheesecake. Let's let's dial down on this treadmill a little more. Um, So I've been feeling great, looking great. I'm not so concerned about the look, to be honest with you. I never really... I don't give a shit what I look like. Um, I'm more about how I feel. And when I wasn't, my diet was kind of slipping a bit. And uh, basically, it just, I was waking up kind of feeling like shit from putting carbs and processed sugars and fats and, and processed meats and just processed foods and unwanted sugars and unwanted fats and carbs into my body. And cleaning out the diet has been it's fucking incredible. I, I jump out of bed in the morning. My energy levels are staying consistent. They're not spiking or dropping. Um, one other thing that I did notice is going to the washroom, fucking terrible. It's like somebody's dumping a cup of water in, in it when you're going to the bathroom. And supposedly that's from your colon. Like you don't have enough fiber or something for your shit to actually fuck. This is super gross, actually, by the way. So I'm just going to roughly kind of go over this, I guess, because the lack of fiber 
your let's go proper terms with the today. Let's go professional as fuck. Um, your fecal matter does not, <laughs> if you're just listening, you're not watching, I did air quotes. Fecal matter, end quotation, um, has to do with lack of fiber, I guess. Um, and it's just cleaning out like your intestines and stuff. And I don't know, it's been crazy. Um, it's not, it's not like whenever I heard like Joe Rogan talk about it, I was like, oh, okay, so it's going to be a lot of like diarrhea, like all the time. And it was nothing like that. Um, it's like one a day. Uh, so it's not like consistent all the time. Um, and it's actually starting to, to get better now. And I think that's what Joe said that after I say Joe, like we're buddies, <laughs> uh, after two weeks, he said he was getting better. So on the diet, I'm feeling overall great. What I do want to touch base on is the mental side of it, which is the best part because listen, I'm not someone who's ultra book smart. I've never claimed to be super smart. Um, I never applied myself in school properly. I always was the guy who just kind of squeaked by. But one thing that I was always fucking really strong at was my mental strength. And like, if I wanted to do something, I could tell myself to focus and do it and hammer it out and do it. And that's to this day, my biggest strength. And I, you know, obviously I obtained that to most of my success online and in business is my mental strength. Now, this diet is probably one of the most tough ones I've ever done as a test of mental strength, I guess. And honestly, I look at it like I'm working out my mind. I'm making myself stronger both mentally and physically. And if you can get so mentally strong that like your body, like the first fucking night, this is like crazy. This is how addicted to food we are. The first night, I remember laying in fucking bed and literally leaning over telling my girlfriend like I'm envisioning going into the fridge right now and I'm hearing the sound of the fucking cheese wrapper crinkling as I'm slicing off a block of marble cracker barrel cheese and the sound of it plopping and hitting the countertop and just mowing down on a fucking piece of cheddar cheese I love fucking cheese and that to me was the most craziest thing. And it still is like we went out to dinner on the weekend and we went to an Italian restaurant. What do they have at Italian restaurants? Fucking pasta, just pasta fucking everywhere. Everyone's eating pasta, wood fired, burning pizzas. I was like, oh my God. And all I ate was a lamb chop and a chicken breast. And you know what? I felt fucking fantastic. I feel great. The whole mental test strength thing is unfucking believable. Um, and I couldn't be more happy with how it's going. I've been working out more than I ever have. I've been running more kilometers than I always have because this year I'm running uh, a thousand kilometers in a year. That's what I want to do. And I've been hitting that. Um, we're supposed to be running 20 kilometers a week, and I've been averaging between 40 and 50, which is bang on. I just. If you couldn't hear that, I just snapped my fingers. You probably could because of the fucking echo. Um, but I really wanted just you guys to know that, and I don't recommend doing the carnivore diet. Like, I mean, it's not sustainable. When I say that, I mean it's a four-week cleanse. So I'm planning on doing this for four weeks and then adding in greens to my diet. I mean, there's definitely going to be a day or two in there in Vegas where I'm just going to mow the fuck down on, you know, like pizza i'll probably get a double big mac in there somewhere i'm sure i can find a mickey d's somewhere like that shit's my kryptonite right like bread carbs fast food like 
I'm a blue collar guy, and if you're a blue collar guy or woman listening to this right now, then you know when you, it's kind of like you know, it's easy, it's quick, it's simple. If you don't bring a lunch to work, you know, you're normally around a you know somewhere where you can go and grab a burger or something. But you know, it really got me thinking about the choices that I make and what I'm putting into my body. And I really want you guys to try to implement that into your life as well, because you are what you eat. And I know that that sounds so um, cliche. But honest to God, you got to really, really just think about that for a fucking second. Just think about that. Like what you're putting into your body is exactly what you're getting out of your body. So if you put shit and garbage into your fucking body, you're going to feel like shit and garbage. And a poor diet reflects directly on anxiety, depression, um, all that mental health stuff because you actually have nerves running from your gut to your fucking brain that when you eat shit, it's like, I just ate shit and it's all these chemicals and hormones and shit going to your brain and it sucks. That was my PhD talk. I'm definitely a doctor and you should definitely quote me on everything I just said. <laughs> okay, maybe not, but... I do know, I believe about 50% of what I fucking just said, okay? And I strongly believe you. If those facts aren't right, then at least believe me, you, that I feel fantastic and I strongly believe that you guys put good things in your body, good things will happen in your life as well, not just feeling it, in your life. You project greatness, you feel greatness. Like if you feel great and you project greatness, you get that back. You get back what you put out, and I am a strong believer in that as well, and that has been one thing, you know, into 2020 that I've been doing, and it's been great, um, but that being said, moving on to the next subject, how this correlates into it is with YouTube, and how YouTube is a roller coaster of emotion if you cannot control your emotions. A lot of people can't, and it's really hard, and... You know, YouTube can be one of those things where if you're not prepared for it um, and if you're not mentally strong, then you're probably not going to make it on YouTube because it is that hardcore, man. It is fucking nuts. It's like the wild, wild west of the Internet still on there. You got hate comments. You got a lot of positive comments, um, but you're reaching a lot of people. Right. And you're seeking validations for uh, from a lot of people. Um but not to focus so much on the hate and stuff. I've obviously already discussed all that. You know, the the mental strength that it takes to do YouTube is what, you know, one thing that I really want to touch on and tell people. It's like, you know, not not saying I can look at somebody and be like, okay, or look at their videos or the, their personality or know them in real life and not like, you know, just as an online personality. You have to be heads. You have to not give a fuck. Like, that's... That summarizes it. Like, okay, podcast done. Thanks, guys, for listening. <laughs> no, but you that's one of the core factors is you have to not give a fuck. Like, you cannot give two fucks what people think, what people say, what people see, what you do. And it's crazy because I'll give you an example. So I made a video. That's mine, mine, my sniffling. I made a video last week, and I hung from my screener um, with... People thought they were underwear, but those were swim shorts. I just really am a big uh, fashionista guy, and I love small, small swim shorts. I'm like, I should be European or something. 
Um, and you guys are all welcome for that visual, by the way. <laughs> but I hung myself. Uh, that sounds so terrible. I, I cut that off at the worst time. I used our um, harness, our safety harness, and I hung it from the rungs on the screener, and I basically was testing the safety harness, and I was hanging from the screener. I had ladders, people around, everything, and obviously hanging in those aren't safe, so don't do it. I should say that. I had a lot of people reach out and be like, you're a fucking idiot, dude. You could have got blood clotting. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. You're setting a bad example. And it's like, okay, shh, I get it. It's all good, baby. I didn't die. But I don't recommend doing it, so don't do it. Um, that's my PSA. But stuff... Okay, where was I going with that? But stuff like that. So my dad was like, Tay, I don't know about this. Like, it's kind of weird. It's different. I had Brad filming it. Brad was laughing the whole time. And I was like, okay, well, you know, he's kind of my target market. Not that he is like my target audience or like he's a fan of what I'm doing. He literally works for me, but... Like, I knew, I'm like, okay, if he's laughing and giggling at this, then I'm in my head, like, part of me being me is, like, I see everything as a movie, and, like, everything to me is just, like, okay, well, if I could get a shot here, like, while I'm filming something, I'm actually piecing it together in my head, and I'm seeing the final product, and I know that n nobody else can see that, obviously, because it's in my head, but... I knew that, like, okay, this is going to hit. But someone like my dad, it was like, okay, like, I would know, like, if my dad started a YouTube channel, it wouldn't work because he cares too much what people say, like, what people think. When I first started doing YouTube and stuff like that, people were always like, man, like, well, what, do you, what about people? Like, they th must think you're fucking an idiot, man. Like, but, again, I never gave a fuck about what people thought. And... Although, like, let me, and let me clarify that because that, that's a really good one. So yeah, I don't give a fuck what people think, but I give a fuck enough about what people think to, to analyze and listen to why they do or don't like it and then make my decisions based on that. If that makes sense, like, I don't know if that makes sense coming out as the way I'm saying it, but like, if I make something and I look like an idiot in my head, I don't care that I look like an idiot, but I care if people think that I'm an idiot and I care why. If you know what, I don't know if I'm, ex if that's the best way to explain it. Like I care, but I don't care. Um, in the sense of, I want people to watch my content and enjoy it and engage with it. And that's, you know, the overall factor is like, can I provide value for these people and are they going to engage with it? And if they aren't engaging with it, then I'm looking at that like, okay, I care that they're not engaging with it, um, you know, and what's the issue with the content and where did I go wrong with it? That's the aspect that you have to look at when you're creating content. It's like, you can't just like, like whenever I tell you guys to not give a fuck, like you do have to give a fuck, but at the same time, not like I knew that, you know, posting, like I posted it on LinkedIn, me and like my, in my undies let's call them undies, hanging from the screener. And some people were like, oh, I don't know about that one, dude. But um, it proved everybody wrong because I got an order for 5,000 cubic yards of soil after that, a signed contract for it. And we're still in the wintertime. So it worked exactly as planned. It got a lot of hype. It didn't get as much hype as I really wanted it to. If I'm being honest, it didn't go as far as I wanted it to. And that's okay because sometimes things don't always go as far as you want them to. But it's one of those videos where people are still looking at it. It's always going to be around. And it really was just fun to make. 
Um, and it, I got, you know, some revenue out of it. I found a way to monetize that. So that is awesome. And I guess, yeah, that, that's sort of the plan. But um, that's one thing I really wanted to make sure that people understood as far as YouTube and being online. It's like you have to care, but also don't care because, you know, people can be super, super stupid um, and say some some stupid shit that literally means nothing that you shouldn't even have to worry about you know if you just tell yourself that no matter like if you know like you're never going to make everybody happy there no matter what like i i went live on instagram and this is a good thing actually i went live on instagram on the on what was it family day monday um family day is a holiday here in ontario where i live where it's a day where the government was like all right everyone just hang out with their families take the day off work Cool, I'll do that. Uh, <laughs> so I went live on Instagram on the way to my parents' house. And one thing that I was kind of talking about was the fact, like, in my last video, um, if you didn't watch it, I, we lifted an old elevator out from a high-rise building. And there was a use of cranes and everything. And, you know, listen, I had my high-vis on. I had my green patch boots. I was wearing gloves. I had my hard hat. Everyone else had the same thing on. We were being super safe. But there's always a few people who... And and this is why it was crazy, because there's such a contrast on YouTube, right? Um, you know, you have people like... Uh, there's a massive creator who makes unbelievable content called Andrew Camerata. And I'm sure some of you guys, when I say that name, are going, oh, shit, I know that guy. Um, because everybody knows him. Everyone's seen his videos. And, you know, he's amazing at what he does. He's captivated an audience... Um, just creating raw content, no fancy editing, just cut from scene. And it's just interesting shit. He's just an interesting guy. But the contrast between someone like that versus me posting a job where I'm, you know, multiple moving parts, there's a crane, everyone's wearing safety gear, there's spotters, there's taglines, there's this, there's that. I always wonder why the fuck do the safety officers on the internet always come out on my videos where I show more safety? And then I got thinking about it and I was like, and you know why I bring up Andrew is because, I mean, I mean, I can't speak for him, but I mean, I've never seen him wear a hard hat and or a high vis shirt, um, you know, or anything like that, which is totally fine. It's all within your company policy. Like there's jobs when we're doing residential jobs, I don't necessarily make my guys wear hard hats because we're on the job site. There's no other trades. There's no overhead people working. Um, and if it's just us and a piece of equipment, well, it's in our policy to, you know, have it nearby, have it readily available. Um, and you know, maybe that's just the case for Andrew, but it's just crazy because you have stuff like that where he's like hanging on for dear life on with a concrete slab rebar piece over his head. And then you got me who was making this video and had so much safety going on, but people are still like, dude, you're so unsafe. Like this job would have got shut down if it was near me. Like, I can't believe a channel your size is promoting unsafe work. And I'm like, man, I'm the safety guy for my company like I thought that I was actually being super safe if if you're talking about it through the crane operator standpoint well then that's him not me I have nothing to do with him I'm just there filming with a dump truck that's all um and I always found that funny and I talked about that on Instagram live and why I found it funny was I actually think that it's whenever you make the effort to be safe or talk about safety you are then 
accepting a whole industry of safety people into the conversation now because they're like, oh, okay, he's trying to be safe or he's talking about safety. Okay, so let me pick apart every single thing that he this guy's doing wrong and implement it and talk about it and comment it, you know, through hate and like, because there's a proper way to do it. Like if I was being unsafe, you'd be like, and there was, there were some guys who were like, hey man, you know, like maybe stay within the pylons, like you were kind of outside of them, blah, blah, blah. And I appreciate that, like, fully. And I comment back and say, hey, man, I appreciate you reaching out and actually telling me that because that's awesome. Um, But what I don't appreciate is, like, you're a fucking loser. You're a fucking idiot. I can't believe that you would do that. Like, oh, my God, you should be wearing a mouth guard and knee pads and shoulder pads. And you should be wearing a hockey helmet with a cage on it and always strapped in and have a chest strap on. Like, some people are just insane. And it's like, man, I would love to see where you're sitting right now or where you are, or if you even work in construction, or if you do, if you really follow through with all the safety things, or are you just so pissed off at your own life that you're just ripping me apart for it? Oh, I'm glad I got that off my chest. And I'm glad I vented, vented that for a bit. Um, one thing I do want to touch back on uh, is just kind of talk about the overall feel. I know a lot of people commented on the podcast uh, through reviews. Again, thank you for those. They said, um, this is a real podcast. Like, you speak truth. You speak real. And that's one thing I really, 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 really want to stress on is that I am totally authentic with everything I say, and I never feed people bullshit. I never fucking feed people bullshit, ever. I try to be so unbelievably real and transparent with you guys. I even go as far as probably sharing too much. At the beginning of this podcast, I was telling you guys about my fucking shit. Do you guys really care to listen about my shit? Probably not, but I shared it anyways because I don't want, I want to make sure that people are getting the full story. And that's what I like to listen to in a podcast. And I feel like I can connect with people more whenever they are sharing all aspects of their life and, and talking about it. And that's, you know, one thing that I want to do definitely more of is talking to you guys about that sort of stuff and talking to you guys about like my day to day stuff, like updating you guys maybe on a podcast once a week um, with like just this, like just me last week. Oh, my God. Here comes another fucking massive helicopter just choppering over. Hey, I'm trying to record a podcast here. Um, I always get on Instagram and pretend that it's Donald Trump bringing me lunch, but I'm in I'm in Canada, so don't know how that's going to work over. Um, but I like g- coming on here once a week, twice a week, and just it being me and talking to you guys and feeling you guys out. And I want you guys to, you know, DM me, shoot me messages on what you guys think would be awesome. I'm just going to need to go back up here, hit record one second. We're doing it, we're doing it, and we're still live. But I want you guys to ask questions, stuff that you guys think you would want to ask me. Um, and I would love to answer that sort of stuff, but, um, things going on this week in my life. Um, well, I mean, there's lots going on in my life as terms of business. We're keeping my main thing is really right now. Um, I don't know, maybe if I should announce that here, cause I haven't announced it anywhere else and it's actually pretty big news and I don't want to spoil it, but I mean, all right, listen, if you're listening to the podcast, it's over half an hour now, so you're probably someone who follows along well or someone who actually cares enough to still listen. So, I mean, we ended up buying a brand new triaxle. Um, it's, you know, the first brand new triaxle the company's ever bought. 
So it's a big step for us. It'll be our fourth dump truck on the road. We have four now. Um, and that has been a massive thing for us. And one thing that I've really been working on is making connections in the industry um, to keep the trucks busy whenever we don't have work for it. Um, like right now, it's super quiet um, this week. I mean, we're starting a new house within the next week, week and a half. Um, but that's wintertime here, right? Like that's normal. And that's in a lot of places, even some northern states. You know, a lot of companies completely even just shut down. Um, like I was just talking to one of the local other construction guys here as a, a smaller business. He, uh, he's leaving for Florida and he takes off, you know, to Florida. A lot of people do that and we call them snowbirds. But it's uh, one of the main things for this winter for me, one of the struggles, um, well, not struggles. I don't look at it like a struggle. I look at it like uh, a competition, like an opportunity. I wanted to keep things busy. Obviously, the easiest thing to keep busy um, would be the shovel, or sorry, uh, dump truck. I'm just because I'm looking at the shovel right now. Um, the shovel came back to our yard about last week, and uh, it's been doing some stuff in the yard, moving some soil for this year's topsoil season. But keeping the dump truck busy um, was one thing that I really worked on, finding connections in the industry to people that were doing stuff in the wintertime that had winter projects on, like obviously, which is, you know, bigger companies. I ended up making a good connection with another bigger, uh, with another large company uh, in the city here, and um, you know, thankfully, I've been able to keep the trucks busy with him and uh, with them. Sorry, and it's been amazing. Um, and you know, Dad's kind of pretty, uh, I guess, taken back by the fact that I was able to to do this and keep doing it. And a lot of people, whenever I tell them that, you know, we're getting about forty-five to fifty hours a week on rental. Um, this time of year, they're kind of taken back by it and, uh, it's really nice and it's, it's, it's awesome because I'm not getting rich at it. And I mean, obviously it's not about getting rich or any of this, but the thing with renting your truck out is you're not in it. It's not a profit thing. Like you're not making a ton of money at it, but it's cash flow coming in. It's money coming in. You're keeping your truck drivers busy. You're keeping them happy. You're bringing them in money. You're keeping your trucks busy. They're not sitting in the yard. The worst thing for your vehicles is to sit. Um, so, you know, some stuff like that is a day-to-day -day thing for me is always a worry, you know, keeping stuff busy, making sure I got drivers in the trucks. Um, and that's kind of a part of my roles, of which, you know, is hard. And I could see it, that diminishing more and more if I can pass this responsibility of, you know, worrying about truck rentals, keeping, you know, employees coming in and stuff like that onto somebody else. And then I can focus more on my marketing end of side of things. Um, then, you know, that's obviously fantastic. But for now, I don't mind it because I do love doing that. I love being at the yard super early. Like this morning, I was here at quarter to six, getting the truck ready, fueling everything all up for the guys, making sure the trucks got out all good. And then, you know, just throughout the day, periodically checking up with them. Um, I'm sure a lot of people right now asking like, man, you're doing too much. You shouldn't be having to call your guys during the day. But you know what? I like calling them, pumping them up a bit like, hey, what's going on, super trucker? How's the day going? Just kind of uplifting them because when you're on rental, sometimes it's a lot of sitting and waiting to get loaded. And, um, you know, it can get boring. And last thing I want is my guys to be like, fuck, I really don't want to be in here right now doing this shit. Um so that's one kind of main aspect uh, of everything, and that's hilarious. Uh, literally, whenever he just texted me and said, can I keep it for tomorrow? 
the truck? I'll reply back and say yes. Perfect. And that's how it runs. It runs on a day-to-day basis when you're doing truck rentals. And a lot of people ask about truck rentals. Truck rentals, you're they're renting the truck and the driver at a rate between, you know, I don't like going out for 85, but anywhere between 88 and $95 an hour right now. Um, you know, we're getting 90 right now, and that's super awesome. That's great to see. There's still guys that are doing it. For, I won't send my truck out for anything less than 88 um, because it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all unless I'm the one in the seat driving it because then I'm not paying somebody to do it. But that being said, I am now being taken away from doing something else. So my time is worth something. And that's when it doesn't completely make sense where it's like I could be working on a piece of content, uh, making a new connection, meeting up with people, networking, um, you know, recording a podcast, aligning stuff, Instagram stuff. There's just so much. There's so much in fucking life, guys. Life is one of the most interesting you know things ever i just moved the camera with my foot because i'm like a giraffe i'm six foot three life is one of the most beautiful things that you know you could ever have the opportunity to live and i know that this sounds really deep like i just smoked a big joint or something but it honestly is nuts when you think about it like we're all thrown into this world and it's like you know we're, we're all we're all in it together to to battle it out and you know to make money to make lives and to procreate I guess that maybe that's the wrong word or the right word I'm not sure but it's it's super interesting to just kind of see how different people view different aspects of life and what they should be doing what they should I mean you have people who devote their life to um being vegan and making sure that animals don't get slaughtered. And then you have people that devote their lives to slaughtering animals, Um, which I'm not like, I'm a literally, I'm a carnivore right now. So I'm not saying that I'm like, don't slaughter the animals. No, no, no. Like I'm, I'm all for uh, meat production and, and stuff like that. I'm not so much down for factory farming, like large scale factory farming. And I feel like I could piss a lot of people off by saying that. And I understand that it's a large part of our economy and people need to fucking eat. And we created this mess that we're in because of that. And I understand that. But, um, you know, I do think that at some point, you know, like it's just crazy how like, you know, you, you they have perfect. St- every steak is perfect now. Like I remember being a kid going to the you know, grocery store to get steak. And like I'm sure a lot of people would be like, it was the same antibiotics and stuff back then. Um, but I remember my mom like, you know, picking through and like trying to find like the good steak with like the best amount, least amount of grizzle on it, just nice little fat veins running through it. And now I feel like every piece of meat is just amazing. Uh, and it's just kind of scary to think about, you know, what's in it. And I mean, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm eating that stuff right now. I mean, that's my diet. Um, but I am eating uh, elk meat as well. Uh, we have a local elk ranch here in Ottawa, and I've been eating a lot of their meat, and that has been awesome. I bought some a while ago, and I had some in the freezer still. And elk meat is awesome, and you know if it's coming from there, it's local, so I'm supporting a local business, which is huge, and it's organic. Um, you know, actually, I shouldn't say that. I don't know if it's organic. All I know is that like they're grazing in like their field and stuff like that. I don't know what the fucking elk eats. I 
probably sound ultra stupid right now, but all I know is that it's not like they're quarantined in a barn and like they're mass producing elk meat. Like that's not that type of place. And that's why I really, really enjoy the meat um, from that place. But, you know, where I was going with it was just, you know, life sometimes can move so fast. And I feel like sometimes I don't take the opportunity to slow down and really appreciate every aspect of life. And that's what I want to end on today is I want you guys to really just fucking appreciate life and appreciate where you are. And, you know, whether or not you think you're in a bad place or you think you're at, you're, you're at rock bottom or maybe you think you're at the top and everything's awesome and nothing can go wrong or you're the complete opposite, just really take the time to sit back and think about stuff. Um, you know, think about, you know, how many people right now are being affected from this coronavirus, um, how many people are being affected by disease and all this other stuff and really kind of take that into effect with your own life and think about your own issues and why maybe you're upset or you have anxiety or, or depression or, or some sort of thing like that. And just try to analyze it and understand the root of it because that to me was, is the most powerful thing is understanding where these emotions come from. Like if I have a sense of anxiety or depression, um, like when, when I say depression, like a lot of people think that's a heavy word and I don't mean depression in the sense of like, you know, you're suicidal. I can't speak on that cause I've never been to the point where I've been suicidal or anything like that, but depressed and I guess maybe anxiety is the better word because anxiety in the sense where maybe you feel like you don't know what you should be doing. You don't know. You just have that sense of like, I just feel off. I feel wrong. Um, but for me, it's always been, what's the cause of that? And am I doing everything in my power to make sure that I am performing at my best um, and I'm, I'm doing everything to live the best life that I can live? And if you are, I'm trying to get this to focus, and if you are doing everything that you, know, you should be doing in life to live your best life, then you really should have no issues. Um, issues come and go, obviously. They're a life without issues. There's no such thing as being perfect, perfect life. Um, you're always going to have ups and downs. I mean, especially in business. Uh, you can be on a high one day, and then the next day you could be at like a fucking all-time low. Um, but you know what? You just need to ride that roller coaster, baby. Hold the fuck on, strap on, buckle up, and just toughen up and just fucking do it and understand your emotions, understand your your body, your mental, physical health. Make sure you're doing things in that way. Um, you're eating properly. You're putting good things in your body. You're exercising. You're staying healthy. You hang around good friends. Your pastime isn't, you know, doing negative, terrible, fucking bad things. And, you know, your pastimes when you're not working is spent, you know, whether you like spending times with friends or family or you're more of a homebody, um, you know, whatever you're fucking doing, make sure you're, you're doing everything in your power to live your best life and do the best thing. Because if you do all those things, you're going to have a great fucking life. Like I said, there's always ups and downs, but really, really try to think about that. Do, do everything possible in your way to live a great, happy life. Like just choose one fucking day out of the week, like wake up tomorrow and go, okay, what's the best thing for me that I could possibly do? This is a great challenge. You know, I I really want someone to do this. Um, and if you document it and do it, I'll give you a hundred bucks cash. And I think that that's amazing. Listen, wake up in the morning 
and, and do everything the night before, plan for it. Be like, I'm going to do everything in my power tomorrow to make tomorrow the best day I've ever had or not not only the best day I've ever had, but the best feeling day. I'm going to do everything the best that I can for myself on that day. So whether that's waking up super early, you know, like wake up, get a workout in, eat a healthy fucking smoothie, like go completely opposite. If you're not healthy or, or you know, you've been lacking doing stuff lately, do the opposite of that and tell me how you feel. Remember that feeling and just multiply that every single day. That's exactly what I do. And, and that is how you, that is the key to success right there, guys, is do everything in your power to make yourself as healthy mentally and physically as possible and things fall into place. They don't just magically, like, I don't believe in luck. Um, obviously, things take work ethic and discipline and focus, but do that. Do that. Wake up one day and go, okay, I'm going to fucking eat a salad for lunch and then I'm going to work out and then I'm going to, you know, drink tons of fucking water. I'm going to take a multivitamin. I'm going to take some omegas. Seriously, fucking do it, guys. You only got one go around at this big thing we call life. And that was your Tay Talks personal update podcast episode of the week. And I want to thank you guys for listening again to me ranting on about my life, about YouTube, and about me just slamming down eating some fucking red meat for a month. And I can't wait to keep updating you guys on that. I can't wait to see your guys' reviews on the podcast, subscribing on YouTube, Tay Talks. I'm waving to you guys right now on YouTube. Appreciate it. You guys are my favorite. I love this podcast audience. Seriously. I'm going to marry every single one of you guys, and I'm not lying, okay? Come to Vegas, and I'll marry you, all right? Thanks for listening, y'all. Take it easy. Sorry, I tried to be funny there. Bye.